BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakening, intimacy, wild puppies, and cupcake boobs. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Ohio Smart. Don't miss Kinko de Mayo, Ohio Smart's annual weekend event in Cleveland on May 1st and 2nd. KDM 2015 will be an experience unlike any other. More info online at kinkodemayo.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you're offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. How are you? I'm okay. <clears throat> Mostly. I completely lied. There will be no wild puppies no on wild this episode. Puppies. Only a wild puppy who, uh, for the life of us, we cannot get Ginger, the podcasting dog, to shut up. So. so you probably hear her chewing through the whole podcast. She has a bone that she's in love with. Well, this is why we're not making it to the big leagues of the podcast. Oh, true, world, the, true. But so. it's well worth it. We like the dog. We do. We like the dog. She got to ride in my new car today. She did, didn't yeah, she? Yes, so I just got it, and I was like, I don't want fur in my car, but I don't want to leave her home, and eh, it's going to get initiated anyway, what the hell. Yes, <laughs> you quickly went from the, it's the brand new car, I'm not going to eat in it, I won't take the dog in it, and I'll right. keep it pristine to the... And eh. I like my doggy. <laughs> she deserves a ride. There you go. Today on the podcast, we will be talking about intimacy, mm. and not a tremendous lot else. We just did a podcast a few days ago. And uh, we have a few things on here, but not a whole lot. We'll be able yeah. to get right to it. Though you do have a uh, suitcase in the floor. I do have a suitcase on the floor. You have a suitcase No traveling for us this I'm time I'm going to miss you. I'm off to Chicago for a work thing for a couple of days. You are. so, And I've got dinner set with Master Sherry for tomorrow night. Oh, good. But otherwise, I have paperwork and taxes. Woohoo! That sounds fun. <laughs> not very kinky. Not very kinky, though. You know, the night that I go to clean out my dead truck, if anybody wants to keep me company. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be nice. All those donations, filling up the truck. So, or if anybody could use a truck with a dead engine. There you <laughs> if go. anybody needs body parts for a Suzuki, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> there you go. Unfortunately, your truck, which we've taken with us on a variety of camping excursions, uh... What camping events have the truck been to? Let's see, Trist oh, a few times. Trist a few times. Uh, uh, Woods, Woodstocks. Woodstocks, yep. Um, Aeon. Mm-hmm. Did we have her at Aeon? Yes. Or did we, tam- oh. t- we might have tented then, but no, I think we did. Yeah, we yeah, 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 we did. Yeah. We had her at Aeon. Kadishti oh, Fest, goodness. one Kedishti of the Kadishti Fest. Um, Babylon Rising. Yes. And that is a kinky truck that you have there. It is. But we're putting She's it out been, the pasture. Uh, yeah. Hey, it's not her fault. She got murdered I'm going to chalk her oil spot in the front of the yard. <laughs> so anyway, it wasn't her fault. She was good. So we will so regardless. Get, regardless of all that goodness, uh, today on the podcast, the letter I, we are talking about intimacy. Does it belong in the BDSM world at all? Uh, how it fucks some people up and how it makes other people misunderstand our intentions and uh, why we can't just enjoy intimacy and a variety of other things as well. Nice. Before we get into that, I do want to thank uh, this person who sent me these wonderful boob cupcakes. Um, I'm going to call it Kubi as the name. I didn't. 
Oh. You didn't get to see the boob cupcakes? Kayubi. Okay, Kayubi. That sounds good, too. They've sent me tentacle pics before, too. Well, there I you didn't go. See the, I didn't see the boob cupcakes. Well, sometimes we get... Okay, all the times we get tentacle links, but on occasion we get food on boobs. Indeed. And listeners, if you're looking to send food on boobs, it's always preferable to be food on your boobs. Exactly. So, awesome. Oh, my goodness. Other than that, we don't have a whole lot to talk no. about before we get into the intimacy thing. Uh, we should mention a few new subscribers to the newsletter, such as uh, Judy J. from Ohio. Uh, Sandy from Australia. Hi, Sandy. Thanks for listening to us from all the way across the wide, wide world. <laughs> I wonder if you perhaps saw Master Michael and Slave Angie when they were in, in Australia uh, six or so months ago. I don't know. I think Australia is as big as the U.S., so it's kind of like saying saying some to someone in the U.S., oh, I wonder if you saw blah, 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 when they traveled to the yeah, U.S. They, they do this to us in Canada all the time when we go to Edmonton and we have a listener in Toronto. Oh, I'll stop by and have coffee with right, you. Right, right. So, uh, Along with uh, Jim and Lisa, who we actually did meet at Kinky College mm-hmm. from Indiana. And then Amanda from my home state, Maryland. Thank you also for subscribing for the newsletter where a, once a month or so we'll send out a variety of Weird and interesting facts about us. This is the end of March. I've sent one out this year. So we'll have another <laughs> one go. coming up soon. I need not to put... a spammer thing. No, it's not a spammer thing. So, um, But I will, on the next one, will more than likely have information on PXS, mm-hmm. which is Power Exchange Summit, and on the space. So I wanted to give an update on the space, Good. which is the place that we, us and Barak and Sheba are trying to open here in Columbus. That will be opening here That in will be opening. So we are on the search for a place to put it at the moment and all the legalities that go with that and raising money for that aspect of it. So, Dawn, when you have a pickup play, BDSM, somebody just randomly picks up mm-hmm. and says, hey, you want to go play? Yes. Do you, by default, assume a level of intimacy or a lack of intimacy? I actually assume a lack of intimacy and will make sure to bring up if I am okay with intimacy. Most people don't do that. Really? Absolutely. I do. I, do. I like it. I, um, I would like for there to be intimacy but I think the people that I end up picking to play with are kind of shy. Mm-hmm. And they I've never really had anybody assume intimacy. What what so for what do me. you consider a intimate thing that someone could do during a BDSM scene? I have a few things in mind that I do do. Um you know, the things that are sensual. I mean and I don't mean like just sensual touch, like on my back or my thighs or something like that. But for me the intimacy would be the biting of my neck, mm. kissing. Okay. Kissing, anything. certainly. I can see that one. Mm-hmm. But even the biting of my neck, to me, that is very intimate. That mm-hmm. is an energy thing that is very much in my energy. Um, so to me, that's intimate. Um, hell, even sucking on my fingers could be intimate. Depends how it's done. Uh, reaching between my thighs, definitely <laughs> intimate. Sucking or touching my nipples, I consider intimate. So do you perceive a difference between intimacy and sexual? I mean, if somebody reaches between your thighs and starts fingering you, clearly that's sexual. Right. But couldn't they do it in such a way that's not necessarily intimate without uh, being bad? Not in my head. How about, so if I picture these two scenes, um, you're in the middle of a spanking scene, for uh-huh. example. And we'll say everything's on the table. You've negotiated. Everything's consensual, right? Right. And... Um, 
Boy, I tell you, maybe it's a little trickier than I think it is, but we'll keep going with it. Okay. The uh, spanking stops and your pussy is massaged slowly, carefully, with great attention. Definitely intimate for me. Yes. But would you also then say, during the middle of this spanking, the spanking stops for a moment and a, a dildo is slammed into your cunt. And the spanking continues. And it's just taped there. Would that be intimate? I would still consider that intimate. Okay. All right. You're allowed to. But that's interesting because I would see that as sexual, not necessarily. And I could see why people would say it. And I could could understand I would buy that it's intimate. Mm -hmm. But if I was to negotiate a scene, I wouldn't wouldn't categorize that as this would be an intimate scene. I would say this would be a sexual scene. See, and for me, I would still see it as intimate because the word that popped into my head is vulnerable. For me, you're slamming something between my thighs. That's my vulnerable area, therefore Mm -hmm. intimate to me. Okay. The interesting, obviously, there's no right, wrong. No, no. See, for me, uh, so could you say, could someone say, I want to do intimate things with you that are not sexual? Isn't biting your neck, which you said is on your intimate, but Mm -hmm. that's also sexual? I consider that somewhat sexual, but still more intimate. So how about starting a scene? Mm-hmm. We start off our scene. I grab you by the back of your hair. Yeah. And we do eye gazing and breath sharing. That's, to me, that's still an intimate level. Yeah, I think those are very intimate yeah. activities, especially in the BDSM scene where, you know, really those things, uh, depending on who you play with, a lot of people are very casual about their play. You know, right. they'll, they'll chat while they undress and they'll hop up on the table or whatever spanking or whatever uh, BDSM toy you're using. And we'll continue to have conversations as the scene not only starts, but keeps going. I, I consider that not bad BDSM, but casual. Right. Where I wouldn't consider that leads to a level of intimate BDSM. Mm-mm. No, and I think because um, people can get confused between sexual and intimate, I think that's why I try to explain it when I negotiate with someone. I don't know that I use the word intimate, but I do say this is what I'm open to. You know, I'm okay with biting of the neck and, you know, things like that. So try to try to give the the permission that I'm open to that. And actually, that's how I like to play for the most part. Mm -hmm. So where I can hit those vulnerable spots. And like I said, I think it's the vulnerability that makes it intimate. Absolutely. Remind me me about the we versus me. But before we talk about that, one of the intimate ways that Erotic Awakening is sponsored is in part by KJ Kane's, home of the original designer glow-in-the-dark and light-up canes. It's where art and pleasure comes together to suit your unique style of intimate play. They have the biggest and most intimate selection of intimate canes on the Intifucking.net. I said intimate too many times there. I heard that. And it's more than canes. Check out the great selection of hand-poured, low-temp paraffin and intimate. soy. Intimate, sorry. Intimate. No, no, no. Hand-poured, low-temp paraffin. That is an intimate BDSM implement. Oh, absolutely. Not necessarily what I would consider a... I would consider that it... Go on. Okay. And soy wax candles, as well as all the basics such as gags, collars, fetish jewelry, nipple clamps, whips, floggers, paddles, vibes, and more. EA listeners get 10% off orders of $25 or more with discount code DANNDON15. Find out more at kjcanes.com. So wax mm-hmm. leads towards intimate BDSM because, in my opinion, right, you pour the wax on... And then you take your hand and you rub it on there and you're, you're coating the skin. Mm-hmm. I would consider that an intimate toy where a flogger can be, but often is not. Mm-hmm. And where a whip is mostly not. And I'm going to have the whip people write me and complain about that statement. Especially since Sir Will 
just did a whip scene with me mm-hmm. at the last AIS event and said, oh, so whips aren't sensual, huh? <laughs> Let me show you. And he showed me. And yes, they can be. Okay, good. I've never <laughs> Absolutely. Been, I have never been whipped in an intimate matter. So, but even I have never with been the, whipped at all. So no, there you go. No, true. So, but even with the paraffin wax, mm-hmm. I've seen it done and not be intimate. Yes, absolutely. Now that I think about yeah. it, yeah. I mean, it is absolutely a gateway to me. I mean, I'd watched probably two scenes where it didn't look like it was intimate. And then I got up on the table because I let my walls down mm-hmm. and I wanted it to be intimate. That's how it turned out. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's just that energetic connection there that is so hard to explain unless you've experienced it. Surprisingly, I find rough body play to be a ra- rather intimate style oh, of hell play. Hell yeah. I agree with that. Have you seen Bat and Sea uh, play? I have not. I've seen them on the wrestling mats with yeah. knives and screaming and growling. The very intimate style. Oh of play. yeah. So I mean, and people may argue that as well. But like I said, I, I'm stuck on this whole vulnerable mm-hmm. get inside of me, not necessarily with a dick. Yeah, and I can't speak for a physically being penetrated. Right, mm-hmm. that's not part of my BDSM. I'm not. I'm not physically penetrated. Um, I think one of the key differences for myself between intimate and sexual is the idea of the we versus the me, right? Mm -hmm. If during a scene I'm spanking you and I take a dildo and I slam it in your cunt and I tape it there, right? That's Mm -hmm. about me doing something to you. Okay. We're sharing the experience, but it's about me doing something to you, right? Right. Where if I'm doing a massage to your pussy... It's funny that when I'm massaging it to pussy, I know. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, it is more of a we experience. It is more of a we're doing, we're massaging your pussy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little difficult to uh, conceptualize unless you're already there. Right. But to me, that's the difference between the intimate and a sexual type thing, right? I can see that. I can see that with the way you've explained it. So, But I'm me being the one being slammed into, I see it kind of intimate. <laughs> Right. So sexual and intimate. And I wonder if um, they're just things that can be separate that have a huge overlap in the middle, depending on the person. Yeah. So is my guess. But, um, you know, like I said, I I tend to make sure to bring it up in negotiation. And, you know, for me, I do as well, because most negotiation does not, or most common BDSM negotiation that's in a common play space. Not that you meet somebody on Craigslist and you go to a hotel. Hopefully you're still negotiating there. But there's a a lot of assumption of a lack of intimacy or a lack of a sexual part, Mm -hmm. right? If you, if I were to negotiate a flogging scene with someone, um, I would not expect to get a penis in my mouth. Right. Either as the giver or the receiver mm-hmm. of that scene, right? It's just, it's a leap from there. <clears throat> For that matter, a lot of people I play with, a lot of people that bottom to me don't expect me to play with their pussy. Right. Because by default, the other 10 scenes that they've done, if it's been a flogging or a caning, right, that's not been part of the scene. Not in, again, these are not. In, these are not long-time lovers that we're talking about. Right. This is pickup play, right? Right. So when I negotiate that kind of play, I'm often I'm very clear. I'm a sexual player. Um, as a matter of fact, I I will ask, "How do you feel about penetration?" Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, if they say that their, you know, response can either be where or by what or with what protection or yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Sounds great. You know, yeah. um, but it does open the door to say, look, this is I want you to understand the style I play with. This is one of the problems that we have. Where we travel so much, we get asked to play with by people that don't see us play first. Right. Right. It, it comes from the result of we've just led a workshop on so-and-so thing. Mm-hmm. And people come up afterwards and say, oh, boy, I'd like to try that. Let's go play. And I'm like, okay, fine. But you've never seen me play. So you don't really understand the style that I play with unless, you know, if, unless you've attended a class that's called sensual spanking, then you should expect a sensual spanking. But even then, negotiation is the key. Absolutely. So, and, you know, I like to put it on the table just so people know I'm willing because I I don't always like a skill-based scene. Mm. You know, I'm not into a caning just for a caning. You know, I want that connection with the other person. And sometimes it's hard to build when we travel to build that connection before we have a scene. So I want to be open and upfront and on the table. And I've remember saying, you know, so negotiating with someone and they're like, so, you know, what's on the table? And I'm like, okay, well, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and even sex is a possibility. And they're like, okay, well, I'm monogamous. So sex is not a possibility on my end as in the sex. And then they would ask me, so are you okay with this, this, and this, which is more on the intimate style. So we can negotiate that way. So they're monogamous on the sex side but not necessarily on the intimate side. Right. So we have to explain what these words mean to us because if he'd have just said, oh, sorry, can't do it, I'm monogamous, and then did something intimate, I would have felt he was cheating. So I'm glad he explained mm-hmm. to me right. what monogamous meant to them and what intimacy meant to them. So I liked that. There's, you know, there's a, there's a variety of ways that we negotiate scenes, including where anything's on the table, let's just go for it, mm-hmm. where it would not be considered rude. Right. Um, and we certainly have people that, you know, what do you want to do? Oh, anything. And then they end up with, as we said before, a penis in their mouth. And they're like, wait, what the fuck? Right. You know, uh, so it's important to understand regionally as well as we travel, different things are considered mm-hmm. the norm, different circles, right? If I'm negotiating a scene in the all-male dungeon of GLLA, might, the assumptions are different than the scene that I might be um, negotiating at a hit party in Columbus, Ohio. Right. Um, so it's good to know and ask and know what you want and explain what words mean to you. One of the neat things, and actually I have another comment, but uh, I do want to mention really quickly, Erotic Awakening is sponsored part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Look at the way I just slammed that promo into I, AIS's cunt. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. <clears throat> They have, an, um, they have an unconference coming up, don't they? They do have an unconference coming up. Brand new thing. No one's ever seen it here in Columbus before. Not really exactly sure what to expect, but they, uh, the pricing is very friendly. You get a full weekend plus two play, play parties for a mere 50 bucks, something like that. Nice. Uh, I'm sure it's going to sell out quicker than spit. I would head over to adventuresandsexuality.org right away and buy my damn tickets. You and I will be doing something there. Yay! We'll be probably... What do you, you I don't know. I just sat up because I'm like, oh, I like this whole idea. I have no clue what we're doing, but I'm excited. The, the concept of the unconference is that you just go in there and you sign. And if you want to teach a class, sign and teach a class. You nice. get to teach a class. They're not picking the presenters. You are taking what you want to present there. Mm-hmm. So if you go through our workshops and say, man, here's something that we haven't really had a chance to teach or um, something that we want to dust off and practice with. Uh, that's going to be our opportunity to do so. If we teach nice. anything there, it's going to be the bizarre, weird shit that nobody else ever asked for. 
Although <clears throat> Dallas just asked for our weird ones, and those went really well. Oh, absolutely. South Plain Fest. So awesome. I'll have to look at them. We've got 40-some workshops. We can dust off a few and see if they need some reworking. The other intimacy thing that um, was along these lines, that's not really about intimacy, but the neat thing for me with the negotiations of intimacy is the Kingstarter cards. Yes. I can clearly recall the first time that you know I was negotiating uh, well, early in on using the Kingstarter cards. Now, I would never... In negotiating a BDSM scene, by default, I don't include sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might, I will ask you, do you mind if I penetrate you? But it's going to be a finger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be part of our scene, perhaps. It was really neat to, as I was negotiating with the cards and we're, we're passing the cards back and forth, to find the person I was um, negotiating, with? negotiating with would leave in things like mutual masturbation mm-hmm. where that's not something that I would normally put on the table but it's a neat way to communicate what level of intimacy that they wanted out of it I like that idea because sometimes I don't know how to be vocal about it and if it's um if it's a new person that I've never met before mm-hmm. you know I may not have sex in there but <clears> I may <throat> allow intimacy with some limitations so, you know, biting my neck is okay, kissing is not. Mm-hmm. Um, touching my pussy is okay, but fisting me is not. Or right. vice versa. You know, well, I guess you can't fist without touching, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of intimacy, as we wrap this one up, I do want to mention there is a brand new book on polyamory, Opening Love, Intentional Relationships and the Evolution of Consciousness by Dr. Anya, who's been on this podcast. It's a offer of love, sex, and relationship wisdom in the practical guide of spiritual enlightenment. In Opening Love, Dr. Anya translates the lessons learned by the pioneers of polyamory, many loves, movement for readers who actively pursue personal growth through spiritual practice. Drawing on both personal experience and philosophical reflection, this nonfiction guide explains how to cultivate intentional, creative non-conventional relationships. You can find Opening Love on Amazon at the author's website at dranya, D-R-A-N-Y-A dot net or Do- at a bookstore near you. Dr. Anya. Dr. Oh, Anya. Dr. Anya. Dot net. Yes. Dranya. So that was a pretty intimate conversation. That was pretty intimate. Can we get a little intimate before you hop on your plane? I think that's a fantastic idea. Oh, am I starting? Yes. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. I thought you were going to do a voice. I was afraid I was going to have to follow up on that. Join us the third Friday of each month for Fetish for Play Friday at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with party immediately following. That's what the Monkey Puzzle Club, they're constantly saying. I was afraid he was going to do a voice. <laughs> you can catch the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show at Porter's Pub in Columbus, Ohio, the fourth Friday of every month. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at 8 p.m. at the room at the Columbus Insight Center. Follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club at onfetlife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.